Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me. Hey, nobody asked you, computer. My name is Clint. You can find me as beautiful real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is the one, the only, the magical, the delicious, the legendary DMAC underscore LA, Doug McCain. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Baseball is back, back. They split the series, so you want to see some more wins. But hey, lots to talk about around Major League Baseball. I'm feeling great. Lots to talk about. Guys, let us know where you are representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop your area codes. Not the zip codes. I want area codes because that's three numbers and that's easier to read. But drop those into the comments. We want to know where you guys are getting geared up to watch your Dodgers play meaningful baseball against the tied for first place Rockies and their powerhouse lineup featuring CJ Crone. But on today's show, we asked where we're talking about week one week one uh takeaways we have a new segment it's not really a new segment it's just what we're calling it but it's love it hate it and we're gonna talk about two things we like one we didn't like from the week and we have to talk about our biggest concerns or the bigger concern whether it's the offense whether it is the bullpen and uh look ahead at the week that we got we got uh, a bunch of baseball coming up because it's the regular season. That's what happened. There's a lot of baseball. So Games on games. Before we get into it, i got to remind you, this is a podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Everywhere your podcasts are available for free, we live there. So if you don't want to watch us or you can't watch us live, go ahead and find us on the podcast thing. It makes uh, DJ producer Cody feel real good. And by the way, Cody's back. Give him the clap. <laughs> what is up, you lovely people? It hasn't been the same without you. Sorry. Welcome it was, it back. A, it was a rough week, man. I, there was no Cody. You weren't here last week. I had to deal with that one schlub. What's his name? Noah. <laughs> he did All a great right. job. Manny Moda, no. great pinch hitter, right? <laughs> Noah killed it. But we had we had we had some fun uh, last week. Uh, but now we're back to normal. And let's find some comments. Let's see. Uh, we got Randall checking in from the two five two in North Carolina. Anthony Keen in the stream. Yo, happy Monday, my dudes. <laughs> no, by else. I have from Oakland, the greatest city in the world. Let's go. Oh, man. Isaac uh, checking in from Big Bear. What else you got? Let me know what you I see got, there, I uh, got DKM Syndergaard did a great, did great. Anyone else watch? Yeah, we're going to talk about him a little bit. Michael Carrillo giving us our first Fire Roberts of the show. <laughs> it can't be a Blue Heaven podcast without a Fire Roberts. Then apparently I have my agent in the comments saying <laughs> Doug McCain is the has become the easily the best Dodgers coverage person in the country. That's from DB Grainer. Also says, I hope he stays, but he needs a raise from Dodgers days for that to happen. So DB Grainer, you're going to be getting your 20%. Appreciate you, my man. We got JP from the 909. Isaac repping from the 909. But yeah, man, it's going down. Dodger baseball is here. Some high ups, some ups, some downs. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the first week of baseball. Um, Dodgers, as you said, they're two and two. Not the 
Not the most ideal look that you would hope for when uh, they were facing the Diamondbacks. So of course, we did say in the the um, season preview show, hey, the Diamondbacks could be a pretty decent squad. And I don't know if it was so much the Diamondbacks were good and maybe the Dodgers not quite being super great yet. We'll figure that one out as we go along. But um, what do we want to talk about first? We want to address the, the Trace Thompson elephant in the room but with me and and my hot bold takes or do we want to talk about anthony rendon first i'll leave that up to you it reminds me of the take from this this segment of uh the, the herd with colin cowherd where colin was wrong where colin was right i mean i'll get your back if you want because i will say it is one game it is one it game. is one one game so far and we won and, and you it was on april well. first <laughs> all right i'm just saying yeah, I mean, look, he was an outer body experience for Trace Thompson. I think everything about it from the fact that they all had the same exact exit velocity at 107.5 miles job. per hour. The Uno dos Trace Thompson hitting, hitting threes. It was definitely a magical night. You feel good for him. And look, the reality is that for him to stick, for him to stay on this team, you need to see him have success early on. So it was a great start for Trace Thompson. And really, he got back to what he was doing when he was raking last summer. You know what that was? Punishing mistakes. All those pitches. Yeah. round belt high heart of the zone and we know that he can punish a mistake that's never been the question so yeah you got to feel good for trace thompson there's no question about it yeah you feel good i mean he he was one of those situations like i don't know what to do with my hands uh you know getting the curtain call um getting multiple interviews with kirsten watson and and you know having to talk to the media which he absolutely hates and i completely understand that but um you know, I, I like Michael Carrillo's comment here. Trace bought himself until June, and that's the reality. I I don't think he has very many more than the three hits that he has so far. I don't think he has very many more by the end of April. I mean, he'll get some more hits, but, um, you know. Yeah, I mean. Good job on you, Trace. You trolled me. You trolled me hard. That's the way you do it. You come out, play your first game, hit three home runs. I love it. Make me look like a damn fool. MLB uh, leading a home run. Uh, yeah. Home run leader. Yeah. Trace Thompson. Yeah, RBI leader, I think, still at the moment. He's got it all in the bag. Yeah, no, I he mean, is. Yes, he's leading eight RBIs tied with runs. CJ Crone and Joey Gallo, our old friend, with As, uh, three bombs this season. So, yeah, I mean, a great Joey, start for Trace Joey. Thompson. So, yeah, I think that for him, I mean, you look at that game that he had and the fact that also, yeah, you mentioned the eight RBIs. That joined guys like Gil Hodges, AJ Pog, Yasmani Grandal, Agon, and Ron Say. Loney and Hodges are the only to have. The Dodgers record with nine. Loney and Hodges have nine. So, yeah, it was one off for the Dodgers all-time record. I remember that game with Loney, that 19-6 game back in, I think it was like 2006 or something like that. So, yeah, a big Ruby game for Trace Thompson. And uh, maybe, look, the good thing is that has been a constant theme throughout the history of the Blue Heaven podcast. And you guys realize that we're playing 3D chess here. You think that we're trying Thank to get you. our points across because we don't want a player to succeed. No, the reality <laughs> is we want that player to succeed. So you kind of hedge your bets do the reverse hedge and then look what happens i i've trace thompson should have given you all three of those balls in my opinion and autographed them i would love to and have the trace bat. thompson's balls cut that cut that nobody nobody <laughs> thank you um set you up no yeah and, and and honestly uh throughout the history of the show we've seen it happen more uh, or time and time again where we say something about somebody it's like hey, it either inspires the hell out of them or it's a complete reality that's the way that's the reality we like to live in you know <laughs> 
yeah. part of doing and look, this. Look, the reality is sometimes baseball doesn't make any sense. Every single advanced metric, when you look at predictive stats, when you look at the way he was hitting the ball, the high Babbitt numbers, everything pointed to him having regression His to start training. this season. His, His spring demeanor, training. What Dave Roberts was saying, uh, like the way he was carrying himself talking about him. Yeah, but it was funny. This was what, what Noah was telling me, I, like I said, when, and then when I tweet out, I was saying that I'll never forget when he looked me dead in the eye and he said, I know I, know I, I can, can hit lefties. Yeah. Sent chills up my spine. I know yeah. he has a man on a mission. I also know I say, hey, Trace, thanks for the time. Yeah. Hey, and he killed Madison Bumgarner. His elbow's like, ouchie now. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, Mad Bum. Rip Mad Bum. But we got some more. We got uh, a lot of people talking about <laughs> Bellinger, Clint. We got Belly MVP. I, I also wrote an article about Cody Bellinger. Just the reality that he was 0 for his first 11. Finally hit his first Bumba today. First <laughs> what, Cubby Bumba. What more can you say, man? Can you say something about Bruce Dargraderall during today's show, maybe? That could help. I have something on Vesca. I mean, more you so. see hits are up across Major League Baseball. Half of them are from Bruce Dark Gratterall. But, like, I mean, Bruh. you love the way the new rules are helping the game. Uh, <laughs> so, now we just like to roast. It's you got to roast a little <laughs> bit here. Uh, let's get into a few of the comments here. Uh, some people talking about Anthony Rendon. And yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get into it. So, this is uh, officially now we're entering the week one takeaways. This is kind of week one of baseball for sure. And this is brought to you by the Dodgers Nation app. Hey, Dodgers Nation's app is back. It's better than ever. There's a new schedule feature. All of Doug's and mine and maybe a little bit of Noah's YouTube videos and contents are right there in the app. The podcast is on the app. It's the number one Dodgers app in the Apple app store. And that is not a lie because there are not that many Dodgers apps on there. So just search Dodgers right there. It's on the Android store. Uh, and all of your Dodgers things are there. And we're still working on it. If you guys have ideas you, uh, ideas you want added to the app, uh, let us know. We will try to find a way. Gary will try to find a way to implement it. But check it out. Check out the Dodgers Nation app. And then um, we won't get murdered. It's happening. The meat, Like the GIF. <laughs> <laughs> I like this comic. That's a great read, Clint. Uh, that was a that's great, great read. read. That's a professional. That's a professional. That's a professional. That's a that professional. is a trained professional. Go, hey, that is someone that believes. This is that's somebody that believes in the product. Let's You're go, known baby. Too. It's an app that will change your life for sure. We got right Blue Heaven. We got Woohoo! Dodgers Nation from Carnivorous Lunar Activity. I like this one too, just because it was a little clever. It says we're not grateful for Gratterall. Interesting. Bruised our bruised bad. That's from B. Guzman. A lot of people watch this show. <laughs> All right. So Randone. Randone. Let's talk. Let's talk Randone. Uh, you guys probably saw the clip. Lost is cool with the fan. Apparently called him a boo. <laughs> and he didn't like it where he made the mistake. Thank you. Is grabbing him by the shirt and trying to slap him around a little bit. Uh Give me a thought. I don't know. What do you think about know. this? Uh, give me your thoughts. Me what you think. What I are you thinking on it? It it feels a little charm and soft. It was a little soft. And if you look at him, the fan going down, and he approached Anthony Rendon, Giggity. he grabs him, and then he does that. <sighs> he just kind of swipes at him. I think it's going to be one of a lot of swing and misses for Anthony Rendon this year. He wasn't <laughs> able to connect on that. I do think it was just a tad bit soft. And like I was telling you guys before the show started, you give me $245 million, you can yell whatever you want. Keep chirping. You can heckle. That is a part of the game. He definitely looked like he took that a little too sensitively. And I guarantee you, Clint, 
if he had lived up to this contract so far, if he was raking, if he was able to embrace this Hollywood lifestyle, I don't think he would be as sensitive. So, yeah, I definitely think it was a little soft. I think he got off pretty easy when it, came, when it comes to the suspension that he received. I think you believe he, you, I believe you told me before the show they already reduced it to four games after the appeal. I and mean, what do yeah. you think about the suspension, Clint? I mean, five games, it is what it is. You know, I, I remember a few years back in a very short season of baseball, Mr. Joe Kelly got an eight-game season out of 60 games uh, for throwing a ball near a baseball player that's on the field and understands the ball could hit him. And, and there, there's, there's some blood there, some bad blood. There's some antics going on in that. Um, I guess we're Tony Two Bags here, you know, uh, overstepped his boundaries is trying to you know, lay uh, lay contact upon the the man's face with his his this little hand, little Tony two punches. But um, I don't know. I mean, five is I guess fair. It's been reduced. The way appealed, he immediately reduced it to four. So it sounds like this was kind of a plan. Uh, I'm curious. Do we know if he's speaking to media yet, uh, or, or if the plan is? Because I know he's been a little soft about that too. Uh, no, no word yet if he's going to speak to Angels Media, but uh, all I know is that Chad Cruder would have pulled him out of out of the stands <laughs> and choked the living hell out of him. Oh, what okay, a pull. that's a great pull. <laughs> Shout out to Chad, Chad Cruder. Remember that day? I'll never forget that. It's a so, great day. Yeah, it was I mean, a special day at. Uh, <laughs> At Wrigley. at Wrigley Field. But yeah, I think I'm a little surprised that Major League Baseball, when you consider the virality of everything and the fact that that was all over TikTok, it was all over Instagram, and that he only got four games after the appeal, because you really kind of make contact with the fan. You definitely, from an optic standpoint, you want to nip that in the bud. But yeah, definitely screams off. I think Anthony Rendon, it's good. he's going to be hearing a lot of boos all season long. Oh, and yeah. look, the he reality is another L of a signing. He just <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Already knows how to pick him for sure. Uh, but yeah, he put a straight up uh, target on his back for the rest of the season because every ballpark, I mean, Anthony Rendon for a little while, he's going to be almost in that Correa Altuve stratosphere of being booed on, on the road. Uh, and that's just the reality of it. Fans yeah. don't forget. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, look at what Ron Artest got. Basically, it almost ended his career, the fact that he was suspended for the rest of the season. So, yeah. Jordan on YouTube says Rendon got more games than any Astros cheaters. Great pull there. Great point. That is a great point. They, they didn't get a damn thing done to them. Poor, poor money bags. Uh, uh, Jim Crane, who, by the way, I guess he bought he brought uh, championship rings for like like a whole bunch of the the stadium staff as well, which is kind of cool. You know, shout out to that rich dude. I guess when you save a bunch of money by firing most of your front office, you know, he saved that James Click money or whatever their their yeah. uh, GM was. No, but yeah, honestly, you can buy rings for people. Ring it up. Yeah, you can buy rings. But on, there's also a part of me that wants to defend Anthony Rendon because, look, I would be pretty upset if I was Anthony <laughs> Rendon, too. I'd be upset if I was playing for the <laughs> Angels, right? And knowing that Shohei Otani is probably going to leave your team. So, yeah, from that standpoint, he definitely was a little upset. But I saw you just did the did you do the Caitlin Clark, right? Oh, no, you did the, the uh, what's your name? Bro, weren't you guys just Angel literally talking both, about her both. all I did day? The, I did the Caitlin Clark and the Angel Reese. Angel Reese. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the Angel Listen, he only knows Dodger content, man. He's <laughs> in this for you people. And uh, James Outman football stats. And James Outman high school football stats. He is here for it. The guy who unearthed Rocka, the legendary coffee-drinking rock that gives James Outman his power. I'm like, where to you, Rocka? Yeah. If you guys, hey, guys want to watch... The king of L.A. If you guys want to watch Sports in L.A.'s content, you can watch it here first. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> great comment in here by our boy no noise by noel says clink can you drop that skin care routine for me it's called wash your face every couple of days 
I'll consider it. Lane. Wait, where's push the button? Push the button. Thank you. That's beautiful right there. <laughs> Give my man some Neutrogena commercials. <laughs> Medi Man 5 Dodge says five will be the shortest amount of games he's missed since he signed that contract. <laughs> Great comment. Great comment right there. Hey, you guys remember um, he didn't want to sign in L.A.? And they were, after, they were after him. We got uh, Dodgers underscore Chloe in Raka We Trust. Yeah, Raka's already Rocka. paying off. Everybody's a Raka fan. Having a good time. Noah, he's <laughs> dropping the comments in there. Says He said, he let, uh, I let my emotions get the best of me. I don't know who he said it to, though. Huh? Well, I mean, clearly he let his emotions get the best of him. Also, if you're just getting called, called a bee, that's not really slap worthy. That's just my thought on it. I've been called worse. I've been called friend. <laughs> oh baby you uh josh get friend of the show says rendon is about to have season ending surgery for breaking his wrist grabbing the fan shirt uh, uh, i love this timeline of rendon, rendon, rendon being soft and fragile uh let's see let's see get some more comments in here uh, dkm says once a cheater always a cheater we are talking about them cheating astros a little bit here and there uh you already got the in Rocco we trust um Michael Creos and the fan will sue for $2 million. Uh, The fan hasn't even come forward about anything. I know the Oakland PD was saying it was a, like a, they're investigating an assault or something like that, but I don't think it's going to go much beyond where it's at right now. So we'll move on from the Rendon. This is not Rendon Nation. Choking. This is Dodge Nation Blue Haven Show podcast. Diane Schroeder's in the stream. What's up, Hi, Diane. Diane? Good to see you. No, yeah. Been, things have been a little hectic around here. By the way, I just, uh, I just wanted to point it out. I, I forgot to bring it up during our, our Trace Thompson discourse. How did he not win? How does that not get you uh, Player of the Week? Yeah. I guess it doesn't help when you go 0 for 3 the next day. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe some the says a one-game flash in the pan. Maybe that's the only thing I could think of. He didn't follow it up with a great game at all. So CJ Crone, by the way, Rockies, Dodgers facing him tonight. Uh, he's the one who got it. Two doubles, three homers, seven RBI. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good week. It's a nice number. Solid week. Uh, 467 average uh, leading into Monday's game. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, Max Muncy's struggles. I know we're going to get into it a little bit more. I feel bad for Max. You can see he's pressing. You can see game one. He hit the hell, of the ball, hell out of the ball, hit it right at some dudes, and had some tough borderline calls go against him over the first two games, and I think that kind of led to him pressing, and then, you know, getting hit in the nuts by a ball doesn't help. But uh, any concern for you on Max? Really not very much, because if you look at the exit velos, like you mentioned, the hard contact is there. I mean, the baseball gods weren't the Babbitt gods frowned upon him, especially during Friday night's game, because he was hitting rocket shots right to outfielders, right towards infielders. And look, the hard contact is there. You're not seeing him get overmatched by high velocity like he was during his struggles last season. And also, look, he starts the season one for 13. Really? This is Max Muncy. He has experienced the lowest of lows in Major yeah. League Baseball from getting released by the A's, playing in the Mexican leagues, to working his way back and turning himself into an all-star. This is not going to phase Max Muncy. So if there's one player on this team that can get through a slow start, it is Maximus Muncy. But yeah, I mean, I think he was pretty much the consensus pick to be the bounce-back player yeah. for the Dodgers. And Still look, they need... Oh, <laughs> say he's got... It's only... It's early, they say. Just four games out of a 162-game season. But yeah, 
I think the big takeaway for me with Max Muncy is where he's batting in the lineup. And he's moved up there, and there's no question that Dave Roberts, he realizes the importance that he has in this lineup. And he needs to be a guy that can hit 25 to 35 bombs. Look, this team, the one we're going to talk about a little later in their approach at the plate, from a personnel standpoint, they're not the Bronx Bombers. They are the Dodgers. Yeah. You don't see a lot of 40, 50 home run guys on this team, so they need Max Muncy to produce. Yeah, and he had a great spring. OPS over 1,000. Um, <clears throat> you know, of, Amongst the dudes who had enough at-bats that didn't take off to the WBC, he was the best player on the team in spring training. Yeah, spring training numbers or whatever, maybe they don't mean the same, but he just looks like a dude that, yeah, you go out, you have, uh, what, what are we calling a five-strikeout game? So there's the Olympic ring game or yeah. the platinum sombrero. All right, the, the internal here was the preference was Olympic ring game. Yeah. So you don't want that. I don't think we ever see that from Max again. Uh, but he looks like uh, he just looked uh, over the first couple of games like he's a dude who had the bad luck go against him and then really started started to you know try yeah. to create and uh, you know force the issue of pressing and you see swinging over some curveballs again having some some tough. Um, Tough, you know, strikes called it borderline strikes called against him, and uh, he, he's going to be fine. I'm not too worried about him. And one more shout out before we get out of the uh, the week one takeaways. Stephen Nelson, your guys are going to hear him a lot on the broadcast. Stephen Nelson, uh, the the kind of well, I mean, the the primary fill in for Joe Davis when Joe's on the road. I like him, man. He's he did he did great. I really like Steven Nelson. I think Good dude. Nice heartwarming stories with a bulldog as well. Yeah, I think that's what I what was my biggest takeaway was that, yeah, I mean, most guys are trying to fill in Joe Davis's shoes for a couple of games, filling in here and there. But he really made it personal right out of the gates. And it really kind of showed some vulnerability, kind of knew a little bit of his backstory. You can tell that this means the world to him to have this opportunity with the Dodgers. He's from SoCal. So, yeah, I think he did a great job. And I think that as we see Joe Davis get more and more opportunities, you see him doing the NFL. You see him having such a prominent role in Major League Baseball as the World Series guy replacing Joe Buck. We might be seeing more Steven Nelson throughout the year. So for the Dodgers, more than any other team in Major League Baseball, your backup, your secondary broadcaster has to be really good because Joe Davis, I mean, I was impressed, but how about Joe Davis doing the Yankee game and coming right back and doing that Sunday afternoon game? Joe's first game seeing the Dodgers all year was on, on Thursday for opening day dipped immediately came back didn't miss a beat locked in love that dude great dude gotta have him back on the show it's been it's been a number of years since we've had him on so joe i know where you live i know we got a super chat what's going on cody let me know what's going on let's go shout out joe davis like clint just said kevin joe davis you gave us a super chat no. <laughs> jd jd martin no i'm just playing with you kevin Yuhas, five dollars said start a dodgers nation discord if you haven't already also if max gets to his spring level hitting I love him at the cleanup spot. Great ladder point. I mean, I don't think there's anybody. There aren't, at the moment, better options in that that cleanup role for me. Max has done it. He's done it a lot. Um, we know he can hit some Bombas. He's still my pick to lead the team in Bombas. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I had Mookie bet, so I was very upset with that fan that should have caught it and had it gone as a home run. I got Mookie hitting 37 bombs this year. But, yeah, Max Muncy, I think right now, when you look at how this lineup is constructed, the way they like to stagger the righty-lefty up in that lineup, yeah, it makes the most sense. Will in the three-hole, Max hitting cleanup. But we'll see if James Altman <coughs> continues to produce down that lineup and Max Muncy does struggle like he did last year. He might be a guy that you would consider moving up in the lineup, but we're still very early on. I mean, he's hit the Dodgers' first home run of this season. James, you can't get him out, man, but let's see if he continues to produce. Also, what is a Discord?
stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What? You know about Discord? Is that only fans for podcasters? No, yeah. it is. No, just tell them, yeah, totally. It's no, it's not. Right? It's, you got to show a lot of ankle. It's not. It's There's like a, a lo- so much a ankle. No, it's, it's like a it's server. A slack. It's yeah, a slack. it's a slack. Exactly. Oh, okay. It's a slack. Yeah. yeah. It'd be cool. But it's something we've considered. Uh, it could be a thing. Could definitely I don't be know. If you guys, if people really want it, uh, really just, just slam into Doug's DMs about it. Maybe okay. we'll start it. The problem is, like, we're we're all like already so knee deep in this that we barely have our own personal time as it is. Yeah. So the idea of being on another chat and Doug, oh, don't Doug, Doug's a talker as you guys know. So he's gonna be in them chats talking about you know Akeem Olajuwon's freaking debut game <laughs> and, and how chats, and how bro. it was better than Isaiah Thomas's. Now, have you ever <laughs> been in a group chat where? In my group chats, if I do a paragraph, a bunch of novels, a bunch of senior theses, and I don't get any responses, I start calling each of the people in the group <laughs> and chat. Re- and reciting the, the, the novel that you wrote saying out. Saying what's up. Yeah, reading Short out loud. Short version. We're, we'll think about it. Honestly, I think we, we can think about it this year. It's something. Because we've also in the past um, considered starting Patreons. And let's be real. The only way I think we can start a Discord and make it uh, you know, fly with the brass up top as if we can monetize it a little bit. So uh, we'll give it some consideration. <laughs> but appreciate the uh, super chat and the comment, the fine co- two-part comment there from Kevin. What do you got? You got more? No, there was actually a good carnivorous lunar activity said. Legend. At Dodger Nation, um, I like the black background. You guys need lights like the stadium, which I kind of agree with. With the black background, it would be kind of cool when it like flickers and stuff and like down. that. Every time we get a super chat. Or a super chat. Boo, 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 that would be kind of cool. prediction goes right. That would be kind of cool. We get the put, air raid siren. Put it on the wish list for next That'd week. That would be pretty cool. Man, we are, we are going to be changing some things up a little bit here. We've seen the comments uh, a lot over the last few weeks and months. People calling us in a broom closet. People being real rude. We put a lot of work into this place. We're going to change <laughs> We're gonna change some things up. It might be a little bit more familiar uh, uh, feel to it, but... Um, We'll try to figure out a way. To, I mean, we got these lights back here that we could do something with. But that'd be cool. I, I do like the new lights at the stage, like the the seizure lights, as I call them. Yeah. What was that's, that sound? That's how <laughs> lights. Do you don't know how lights make sound? This brother's not even on a Discord. That's why. Yeah. Jeez. Doug, I'm out. If somebody said Doug in a Discord would be fun. I totally agree. Doug would literally, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. If I was a fan of Doug, which I'm not. If I was a fan of Doug, <laughs> guys, you guys do not realize Doug won't sleep. He won't be able to do anything oh. because he'll be on the Discord the entire time talking. Yeah. All you guys need to do is say one thing about UCLA basketball, and he will go on for days. So don't or, or football or baseball or women, whatever it is. Hey, anything that takes him away from his family, yeah. he is game for. <laughs> Serious drama on YouTube. Max is bad. He's been bad for more than a minute. Last season, he, he a thousand percent will admit it was not a good season. Uh, if, if you didn't watch it already, I highly recommend to everybody in this uh, on the stream right now or listening to us. Go back, find Doug's interview with Max Muncy from the offseason. It's on our YouTube channel. Subscribe while you're there, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, leave a like, leave a comment, all that stuff on everything you watch of ours. But Doug did a really good uh, uh, chat with Max, who 
talked he opened up about that struggle season of his last year and and finally admitting like hey this things were not right coming off of that elbow injury and how much that set everything back dealing with the lockout trying to get through that so really good stuff and it's going to make you kind of be okay with with max muncie not not just because you like him but because you believe in the product yeah and i also want to point out too that max muncie last month of the season he really did turn things around if you look at his numbers they really trended in the right direction also in the postseason against the padres he had a 944 ops had a home run and a double so yeah max muncie it a lot of it had to do with injury he also made the adjustment with the step back so yeah give max a chance guys this is a very small sample size and like i said it's all uphill from here he's seeing the ball a lot better you can always count on him getting on base via the walk so yeah Muncie is going to be just fine also made some pretty nice defensive plays too yeah except for the one he took off a sack yeah exactly <laughs> he got it off the <laughs> and forced him to miss a game yeah. Res respectfully prayers up to the to the uh the Munc he Muncie got hit in the Muncie's <laughs> um got some love in here for DKM says uh Stephen Nell oh wait no, I think it's a different Nelson. Diane Schroeder says Stephen Nelson is solid, uh, so that that's some love there for. Uh, we're gonna. I think we're working on getting some time with Stephen Nelson. We'll get him in either in here or on a Zoom or something Steven, like that. Stephen, I know you're listening. Come on the show, buddy. Come on, roll through. Stephen, call Jose Moda. Right love now. your work. We'll call Jose Moda. We got Jay Moda. Uh, James reacts. Tuned in a little late, asking how do I feel? How did I feel about Trace? Um, uh, I talked about that already. Love it. I don't. I think it's an aberration. I don't think he's going to be DFA'd before the end of April. I just don't know how much better he's going to be than his three home runs and three hits uh, at the moment. Um, Charles, this team don't feel like champions. Interesting. Perfect time to, to jump off. Let's talk about first two things we love and one thing we hate. Uh, one thing to love, starting rotation. Very good. <laughs> You got the numbers. You stole the numbers just like everybody else did by just you steal them by just finding them and then writing them in a certain order. But uh, leading into or coming out of Sunday's game, so the first four starters, very good. Four earned runs total, over 25 uh, innings. How many punch outs again? 30? 25. 25, 25 to one walk. Yeah. Uh, That's they, outstanding. They're looking, they're looking pretty damn fresh. Um, now, Noah and I talked last week. It's like it's funny, you know, after – the the Ryan Pepio news. It's like the one area the last couple of weeks we haven't really been complaining about or concerned about with the team had been the starting rotation. It's like, no, this is going to be fine. This is going to be the, the the strong point. There's actually depth there. Depth immediately gets challenged with Gonsolin getting hurt and then Pepio getting hurt. But uh, yeah, you hope you hope uh, uh, Grover is able to put up a, a good start tonight. You guys listening after the the game will know what happened. But um, First three starts, very or first four starts, very very good. Syndergaard did what he was supposed to do. Clayton Kershaw, uh, I mean, how can you not love Clayton Kershaw? Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he just continues like baseball's version of fine wine. I mean, he just continues to get well better said. with age. Well said. There and it is. if you look at Kershaw, I mean, six innings of one run ball. Also, a player we go up seeing, Mike Musina. He passed moose. the moose on the all time strikeout 23rd list. Twenty third all time. Twenty third all time. He now has two thousand eight hundred and sixteen strikeouts. He could pass up Jim Bunning, Zach Granke this year. Mickey Lolich was his name for the pitch in the seventies. So yeah, he's climbing up the there. he's climbing up the up the rankings when it comes to all time strikeouts. But I think he was very impressive. I think with Clayton Kershaw going out there, you saw him throw that curveball early in his start. When he's doing that, 
and it's nasty. nasty you know he's curve. feeling good. You know he's feeling healthy, and he just continues to use the formula that works, and that is throwing strikes. That is pristine command, and I was very, very impressed with his outing. Six innings, nine Ks, no walks. Could have gone seven. Could have gone eight. Um, you know, when you when you look at uh, you know all the hoopla that you know over the years of surround a guy he faced that day, Madison Bumgarner, and and all of the the oh this is the ace, this is one of the best pitchers of all time, and all that kind of stuff. Jacob Degrom, same thing. It's like these are two dudes that have either been one bad or the other one unable to be on the field. Clayton Kershaw just keeps on going. Yeah, he had nineteen. 20 maybe not the best 21 you know obviously 21 got a little <laughs> got a little you guys say it a lot in here I'm just saying a little bit but 22 23 no effect have have been elite they have been vintage Kershaw seasons and and this is the dude that looks like he can pitch until he's just very much done with it yeah, and you no, know, there's when you looked at Kershaw and his start, you really what I looked at that is the contract, and you're talking about a 15 million dollar deal with a five Original million original content uh, tweets by the way. 55 million. You guys have been riding with this take for over I a know, year now. I know, I know. I'm just, I will beat, say, I'm I just, bullying Noah. I just think it's really. I, I just I look at Max Scherzer, I look at Justin Verlander, other pitchers that are supposed to be in the conversation with the pitcher of this generation, and yes, the velo has dropped. He's not the same guy that he was during the peak of his powers, but to me, the fact that he's reinvented himself and he can still goes out there he posts he gives you quality each and every time he's out there on the mound i think that dodger fans really don't appreciate the value that you're yeah. getting clayton kershaw could have easily signed a 70 80 90 million dollar deal with the texas rangers i mean that really i think is a base level when you consider what he brings as far as a box office appeal as far as a, an attraction he could have gotten big money out there instead he's going year to year why does he go year to year because clayton kershaw is incredible at the fact that he doesn't want to gouge franchises for money he wants to get what he's worth and i think that puts him in a great spot on the mound from the uh, pressure standpoint where he's not worried about delivering to an organization multiple years he's going game to game at this point he's so relaxed he's so free you can see him absolutely enjoying every single part of the process of being a pitcher and also too i think if he wanted to be he'd be a hell of a broadcaster i don't know if you heard him on the during the yeah. game with oral and joe uh, just about every year yeah <laughs> they do that Joe's like, well, when are you getting in the broadcast booth? I'm telling you, he's got the voice. I mean, I think, I think, he'd, I think he'd be fantastic. But other thing too, my other my big takeaways from the from the from the starting rotation is Julio Urias. Now, if you look at all the projections out there, they don't love him as far as they think he's going to regress this season. But what they didn't see. Same is him bringing that cutter. And that cutter that he threw, it was very interesting. Threw 79 pitches, nine were cutters, all against righties, 86 miles per hour, and accounted for two of his six strikeouts. And you saw him just induce that soft contact all game long. Once he really started to settle down, that's just a nice, harder yep. slider. So the fact that he's getting better and he realizes, hey, I need another pitch. I need to continue. Yeah. I mean, that's an old pitch. It's an he old, brought it back. He hasn't he, thrown yeah. it in about three years. And it, it, but it's, it, it's harder, though. You know, yeah. it's, it's a little harder, and you see the, the break in the depth of it. So that, to me, was a big, a big takeaway. Also, Dustin May, seven scoreless. That's the longest he's gone in a game. Dustin Mania is here. Shout out to Rotoware. Hook it up with my residuals. I know you guys make a bank off that T-shirt. At the, least give me a T-shirt. For the name he he invented, he coined. Dustin Mania is here, baby. He, you went to the, you went to the, the damn workshop. Put in time on that name. 
<laughs> Lots of time. But I think that <laughs> I, I really do absolutely believe that that changes the entire outlook of this starting rotation. It raises the floor at such a level, not just because he was more efficient and the fact that he was going deep into that game. It's the fact that he brings a dynamic that none of these other starters bring. Clayton Kershaw, he's not going to pump gas past you at this stage of his career. Julio Urias, he's not going to uh, he's not going to blow past guys and throw 97, 98 miles per hour. So he gives you that stuff that's going to play up in the postseason with the velocity. Also, another thing I noticed, too, is he really benefited, I think, from the pitch clock. Yeah. I think yeah. he's a guy that's very cerebral. He thinks out there, but it kept him going. And when you see Dustin May, the red nightmare, as Jay Hare <laughs> calls him, the red nightmare, when you see him on the mound just coming at you and just pumping gas past you every single pitch, I think that works in his favor. So I think when you yeah. talk about this pitch clock, I think he's one of the guys that really benefited from it. Yeah, three of the four dudes we've seen are, are 100% pitch clock guys that that can game it that can use it to their advantage uh to the best of their ability of of what the the pitch clock allows right now i'm sure it's going to change at some point but and also too you you talked about trace thompson as you're as as you're kind of owning up that a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. i'll own up to noah Syndergaard because my big disappointment i said was that dodger fans are going to be disappointed that he's not going to throw 9900 miles per hour anymore he's not going to be an ace level pitcher but hey so far after one start he was most impressive the yeah. efficiency the command i think number four starter a number four starter. That's what you want. I mean, Thor was, he was hammering the zone, and that was what was so important. You saw the changeup, and I think he's going to benefit from this Dodgers pitching more than anyone. And really, if I'm a pitcher out there that wants to get his career back on track, I'm coming to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're going to be saving money for that from years to come. But, yeah, I mean, he was getting ahead in counts and had one three-ball count. He was getting strikeouts when he needed to. Lots of quick, efficient one, two, three innings. So, yeah, I think towards the end, got a little fatigue. You saw the command was a little offing. They pulled him at the right time. But this team legitimately, one through four, has a really, really <laughs> nice starting rotation. Yeah. And then if Tony Gonson comes back and he can look anything like the all-star he was before the injury, and then you still got Pepio, so got Stone. You still have Bobby Miller potentially. I think the I think the rotation really is in a much better place than a lot of people thought they were going to be in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's get into a few of the comments here. Matty Man Five Dodge says the starters have been very good so far. Uh, uh, undersell, undersell. Mike Creo, Robert's bad as usual. Diane says Thor was amazing yesterday. DKM asking how good will Grove do? Not as good as the first four. I think he'll do just fine, but uh, he's he he's going to manage. And honestly, the bullpen needs to kind of get in some more work right now so we, we learn more about what we're getting. Uh, Dodgers Chloe says, I think that Kershaw is going to stay a goat until the end of his career. We got uh, Kersh with a fire emoji from Miguel. Um, I don't know. What is a white pill? Is that a, is that a, is that a drug thing? Uh, some people call the baseball a white pill. I don't know oh, if it was that. Well, I think it's some, some love there from Maddie Man Dodge. And I know what you got for me. Oh, I got <laughs> What you got for me, Cody? We got another super chat. Kevin Uhas. Kevin Uhas again, $5. He said, Kershaw fourth for Cy Young and has 214 strikeouts this year. I think that's. He said strikeout? No, well, he's at uh, 198 wins. He said SL. Now. I'm assuming that means strikeouts, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. He's two hundred fourteen strikeouts for Kirsch would be uh, would be pretty insane. Yeah, we're talking about a guy that's that's K'd three hundred in a season before in his career. That yeah. a long time ago. Like to get two fourteen, he's got to make thirty starts, and I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I he like the enthusiasm 
Kevin, appreciate you dropping back in. 202 punch outs in 2017. So I think if you saw that strikeout number, what you would also see is a healthy Kershaw season. So that would be the most important thing about that. So, yeah, that'd be great. I would love for that to happen. You got any other comments you want to get into? You want to move into our next, uh, what are we on? Good things? Good things. Things that we still liked. Uh, well, Maddie Mance is black peel equals CT3, but I guess we'll keep, we'll just move on. Yeah. He's, a, he's a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Carnivorous Sooner Activity says, F the pitch clock. It's going to ruin October, uh, October baseball. So I agree with the first part. Wait, I disagree with the first part, but I agree with the second part. I think it's 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 very tough for baseball because that is the next thing we had. Hey, hey we kind of love the pitch clock. And I think we're in a unique situation as Dodger fans because we also, you know, talk about the team for money to survive. <laughs> this is our job. Um, not just this. This is this is for fun, they say. Um, pitch clock, it's 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 uh, it's solid. You were there for game one. Uh, it's an opening day that was under two and a half hours. That's impressive. No, I mean I think the thing that really stood out to me was just over two and a half hours. Just over two and a half hours. If you're looking at the early returns, it's about two hours and thirty eight minutes for the time of game. The first thing I want to say is I don't know if you guys realize this, but there was a time when baseball was the number one most popular sport in America. And during that time, the golden age of baseball, this is how long games were played. You saw two and a half hour games. It was normal. And it's not you're not getting less baseball, <laughs> you're getting less dead time. You're getting yeah, less really time is. in between the game. Now for me, as far as the fan experience, I think it's really a two-pronged answer. I think the fan experience is something different because what people are complaining about is you go get a beer, you go get a, a Dodger dog, and you come back, and it's the fifth inning. And before you blink, it's already the sixth or seventh yeah. inning. So I kind of understand that element. But I think what needs to happen is, yeah, you just got to see the concession guys going. If you're going to get a beer, they need a different system where people are I – mean, yeah. if you go to crypto now, I mean, pretty much no matter where you sit, there's people where you can order from your seat. That really needs to be the norm. Are people getting there early enough to try to – I mean, to try to really get there and and get their food, get all the concessions, get everything they need. And really, it's just going to be an adjustment for fans. I know yeah. that a lot of people like to go to baseball games and have the baseball game be secondary. They, they talk to their friends, this and that. For I mean, some, it's definitely a social uh, experience. For the rest of us, it's about the game. It's about being there and watching the story be unfold. And you don't want to see a poorly written chapter of a story being forced by some sort of clock. Again, I say that as as somebody who who likes the pitch clock, but there's going to be times where it's like very much um, not a distraction, but it's a detriment to the game. In what way? Late in game situation important. Um, uh, I mean, the the obvious one is a dude striking out or a batter walking on an infraction because that's weak, but some of the best moments like Bryce Harper's you know big time uh, home run in the NLCS last year it wouldn't have happened that would have been that would have been a strike it would have been you know ball game at that point um letting it breathe letting the you know the crescendo kind of uh, do its thing yeah i think there's That's something gone to with that this. i agree with you on that point that like Storytelling is about the dead air from from time to time. There yeah, is Kurt something Gibson to could it. Bear, I, you know, after the after the show today, I'm gonna actually go back and I'm actually gonna time how long it took in between pitches yeah. for Kurt Gibson's walk off because he was limping. He needed a lot of time in between pitches. But I also think too, you're probably gonna be able to get moments that you may not have gotten in the past because oh, pitchers could be fact. fatigued, and when they're fatigued, they're gonna leave some fastballs over the heart of the plate, and you could get hits because of it. Yeah. So I think it's tough to say. I mean, I think for me, the fan experience based 
baseball needs to figure out how to get fans what they need as far as a food standpoint, beer standpoint, because, yeah, you want fans in the stands. But I noticed just from firsthand knowledge that fans were more locked in. They it was yeah. a conscious yeah. effort to be in your seat. I didn't see fans on their phones as much. And to me, I go to a game, I'm laser focused on each and every pitch. I don't care about my friends or family. It's, I mean, you don't care about your friends and family yeah. in real the life. Hell, Doug, you don't care about us? No, I, talking about you, I, I mean, talking with you at a game. I want to sure. see the action sure. on the field. <laughs> on, on the field, I care about you. But my point is that baseball is going to be about baseball once again. No, and yeah. the reality is this is going to attract more fans. And I think more people, this is the thing oh too, God. Clint, with the lights, I feel like this is the perfect year that they had the lights because it really does feel like an entertainment the spectacle. Take, yeah. And I think that baseball fans... <laughs> Love they're the gonna leave. They're bah, gonna. Bah, 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 bah. They're gonna want to leave. They're gonna leave wanting more. And you're gonna want to go to another game because you're like, oh wow, like I want to bottle and then that you, experience. And then you up. can't afford it because games are so expensive. They're taking away game time at least. <laughs> Beer manufacturers shaking their boots. <laughs> they need to bring back uh, a, a bunch of people working the aisles because that that's gone. That hasn't been a thing. But um, anyways, it's, it's a very it's a nuanced like topic for sure because and we've already talked a lot about it for sure and I'm getting the move it along uh, a fingering here from, from Cody but um, fans love it so far um, fifty point five percent of fans uh, who voted in a poll on our Dodgers Nation Twitter say they love it thirty one percent say they need more time to figure out their their take on it so only eighteen and a half percent not a fan so overwhelmingly it's it's done well and and we haven't had a three-hour game yet that's nice and again very nice for people like us who have to cover this team have to cover the sport day in day out some of us around here yeah multiple sports multiple teams you know it, it's nice to be able to do that and you know, also maybe have the game done before 10 p.m so you guys can tune in to a dn post game show and not be up until midnight or 3 a.m on new york time like cody was yeah, no, exactly. Anything you're missing, any time you're missing from the game, you can make that up by tuning into the Dodgers Nation post-game show right after the games. King. <laughs> yeah. You got something for me? I hear. I think you guys... Uh, yes, you yes, got, yes, yes, yes. We another have one? another super chat. I'm oh, telling you, fireball. if we do that with the lights... I'm just saying. Maddie Man 5 Dodge said, for $20, said, you guys are white pills. So what, I, I don't know what the white pills thing is. I, I know, clip. I know a little yellow pill. That's mother's little helper. Gets her through the day. I don't know. Uh, you get these kids don't know the Rolling Stones. Wow. Uh, back in the day, doctors used to give people methamphetamines in a pill form to get them through the day. Or it was, it was technically called like a what was that? Those were called like um. There's a weight loss thing. Anyways. Oh. Urban, urban right what do we got? All oh. right, we are very white. Let's Fighters, go, white baby. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> We're all white pills in here. Appreciate the, the love, Maddie Man 5, and appreciate the 20 bucks. That's going to go a long way towards uh, Doug's polo fund. Yeah, we got you can always use more coaches. Big time polo, sure. polo guy over here. Um, <laughs> Shout out Ralph Lauren. <laughs> great, great comment poll by the way from from Noah over here. I don't care about my friends or family. All right, back, I'm back, uh, back. Put that in on there. a t-shirt. Yeah, Dodgers Chloe clarifies it very tightly. <laughs> White pill means optimist. The ever right. optimist, Mitch Lotta half full. I mean, Doug is the eternal optimist for sure. All right, uh, the thing we don't like. Sorry, this show's going on long. 
we know a lot of you appreciate it when it goes on long, but uh, you know what? Um, the boom or bust approach on offense. I know this is the big thing. This was the this is the big ticket item we have for the show today, where we get to complain about some more stuff because we love complaining. But the bad thing, the thing we hate, it's the offense. Like you said, like you've put it, it looks a lot of the same that we've seen over the last uh, couple of years. Yeah, I think that to me is one of my big takeaways. Is it's a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows with Dodger baseball. And I think a lot of fans out there, the first thing I looked at after the game was what was their record in one run games last season? It was 16 and 15, and yet they still won 111 games. So to me, it looks like this organization is content to have the same approach and to try to win with slug. And when you you outslug your opponent, you win that game by over an 80% margin. So yes, that does indicate that slugging and swinging for the fences does lead to wins, but things change in the postseason. And yep. last year, we saw the Dodgers go 5 for 34 in the NLDS, and a lot of that had to do with their inability to put the bat on the ball, their inability to just play small ball. And I thought yesterday, if you look at this lineup, this isn't a lineup that is filled with Aaron Judges and Giancarlo Stantons and these big boppers. I think that what they want to do, the approach they're going to have in the postseason, they should be practicing it now because those habits, the identity of your team is formed throughout the season. Season. And to me, the Dodgers offense, they're like Las Vegas. You're a big Vegas guy? I'm a big Vegas guy. I love Vegas, but Vegas to me, you have some of the best nights of your life and some of the worst nights of your life. You go there, you win big, you win a lot of money, you're partying, it's good times. That's when the Dodgers are hitting. And then the bad (laughs) nights, you lose all your money and they come foreclose your house, right? That to me is this Dodgers (laughs) offense. I mean, and also too, 11 of their last 12 runs for the Dodgers have come via the long ball. You saw them struggle with runners in scoring position. You saw them struggle with them getting their bat on the ball and they're being a little too home run reliant early on in the season and i'm a little worried too about the bottom of that lineup i mean yeah. yes every single batter yesterday not named mookie Betts, freddie freeman and will smith combined to go oh for 21 those three they went four for 10 but from an <clears throat> approach standpoint we needed to see some more from the bottom half of that lineup yeah i mean we were hoping for a little bit it's very small sample size very early we know this um but you know we were talking about it before the show you know, here it is again with with Dodgers having their uh, I don't know if the right way of explaining it is the fool's gold and run differential because they're right there near the top of the league, definitely near the top in the National League. They scored 20 runs. Um, 18 of those have come in two games and five of those 18. Um, oh, well, all of those, I guess, are from from uh, well, not all of them, but you have eight of those from Trace and what uh, one of them is four games from from. Uh, or four runs in one game from Will Smith. Um, you got to spread out. You got to s- share the wealth a little bit more. We're not seeing that too much yet. Uh, I mean, guys like Miguel Vargas, he's doing his job. He's walking. He's getting on base. Absolute on base machine. Uh, machine. Um, you know, JD's kind of peppering some things in there. Outman's kind of peppering some things in there. But we're not seeing, you know, the keep the line moving approach. We're not seeing them string enough together. Very early, and this is a team, uh, I wrote about it today somewhere. Uh, this is a team that didn't play a whole lot of games together during spring training. And that's where you build that chemistry, and that's where you kind of figure yourselves out. So world baseball classic was fun uh but we might be seeing a little bit of of the fallout for this or maybe we're just you know creating (laughs) 
I, look, I just think that, look, no. I mean, look at the, the losses. 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Eight men left on base on Friday. Yesterday, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position with 12 men left on base. In the wins, they go 8 for 17. So the formula is getting the bat on the ball, but a lot of those runners in scoring position success that they had was via the home run ball. So I just think, yeah. too, on top of that, when you look at the restriction on the shift, there is more emphasis. There is more of a premium to prioritize putting the ball in play, and I think that this team is going to learn the hard way if they keep the same approach that they did last season because we saw cold spells are inevitable and I think this team needs some I think we're going to see from a roster construction standpoint I think Miguel Rojas he had those two hits the first game he had the double but the bottom of that lineup just has not been producing you didn't mention Miguel Vargas I mean like I've been saying you guys have been hearing me say that he does have this uncanny ability to just have the the pitch recognition and take those walks I mean He's been fantastic. I think James Alvin, the early success he's had, but you just need to be able to turn that lineup around. You can't rely on your top three. I'm going to get some crap for it uh, because of Trace's big game, but I just I don't think you can have Trace Thompson and CT3 in the same lineup together right now in the grand scheme of things because, you know, after April Fool's Day, when reality was reality again, Trace went 0 for 3. Uh, we're not seeing anything that's exceptionally uh overly promising with with ct3 and i'll i'll openly admit i don't even know if he has a hit i think he has a hit this year but it's just no still yeah you're not seeing anything exceptionally promising with ct3 right now so to have those two guys in there um in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You're a little, you're a little concerned, right? Uh, right there, as you get lower into the lineup. JD Martinez, admitted slow starter. Um, I guess we're kind of getting into our next greater topic so we'll, we'll pause for a second let's get some let's get some comments in here and then we'll we'll get into the bigger concerns about things but um <laughs> noah says dodgers get a non-home run base hit with runners in scoring position challenge impossible and i agree with that michael Carrillo wants to move miguel rojas out of the nine spot and it's a possibility it's definitely something we could um see happen sooner rather than later i think i think dave's going to kind of let this eat for a little while you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of figure that one out. Uh, Maddie Man Dodge, uh, Maddie Man 5 Dodge says, uh, we've been worried about that bottom. Um, worried about your own bottom, sir. Now, since Lux went down and it's happening, might have to shake things up. At some point, this is, there's, a, there's a chance maybe we do uh, see something happen, but I don't think so anytime immediately. And that fool Neil Casamoto says, um, <laughs> run differential is skewed because they have so many blowout games. And that's something we've been talking about. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show. You really can't read too much into that. I will say David Peralta, he was three for 10 so far, got a hit off a lefty. I think they're going to need some production out of him. But yeah, to me, this lineup right now, you know the meme where it's the horse 
and the front of the horse is really well drawn, and the back of it looks like <laughs> it was drawn by a kindergartner. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how this offense looks no, right now. You know but, about facts. but I do think though. There's a there, the promise to me. I think the big concern, though, if you look at this lineup, is you're not really saying, oh, maybe Jason Hayward can be that guy, maybe Trace or maybe Chris Taylor could be that guy. You're saying, well, can the rookie step up? And that yeah. to me is almost a red flag when you're relying so heavily on those rookies. But yeah, give Miguel Vargas a lot of love. He's reached base ten times in thirteen plate appearances, and yeah. he just needs to continue. Mash that heart button. And I think too, like when I was Vargas. talking about that different element, putting the bat on the ball, finding grass. I mean, he's a guy that has that skill set yeah. where he's not always swinging for the fences. I think Freddie Freeman, I would wish all these players who watch Freddie Freeman's approach. He was trying to get guys across, trying to put the ball in play. But yeah, if you look at this lineup, I mean, there are some concerns. I mean, you that, need J.D. Martinez to really step up, Max Muncy. And you talk about the nine hole, Miguel Rojas. I like that take. I think that's a that's a that's yeah, an interesting it's take something right that very much can happen. And and you know we saw a lot of success with this Dodgers lineup last year when when uh, Lux was batting ninth and and getting on. Um, it's two way street, uh, two way street with it, but you got to have more production in that. That um, I guess we could say six, seven, eight. So again, it's a big topic. It is, it is uh, the big topic of the show. It's, it's what's the bigger concern to us in the early season part, early part of the season for the Dodgers is the offense is with the bullpen. We're gonna talk about that, but first, a commercial. Are you a diehard Dodgers fan looking for in-depth analysis and coverage of your favorite team? Look no further. Our team of experts provides game recaps, player profiles, interviews, in-depth statistical analysis you're not going to find anywhere else. Don't miss a single play. Don't miss anything about your team. Follow us now, DodgersNation.com. Hey, shout out to Cody for that commercial. There. Hey, 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 we need to be on. Am I, are we unmuted? Feels like we're unmuted. I can't hear myself. There's no snare in my headphones. But, guys, you heard what I said. Go do the thing. Go to DodgersNation.com. Uh, we have a, a newsletter that goes out every day. We make it easier for you. Guess what? You can read our stuff while you're on the toilet at work. And that's really the best way to read me and Noah is on the toilet, to be honest. What do you know about facts? Yeah, because they're the shit. <gasps> he said a bad word. <laughs> this kid's watching this show. I don't know about tap that ass on it. <laughs> I knew it. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Just keep going. Let's get into it. The bigger concern, offense or bullpen? What is your bigger concern right now? I think in the grand scheme of things, I think the bullpen definitely definitely needs some work. I think the bullpen early on, you're seeing that the starting pitching is getting the job done, but without a clearly defined closer, without with guys like Alex Vesia, I think Bruce Dark Gratterall, they're adjusting to the pitch clock. Bruce Dark Gratterall did not look comfortable yesterday. He was fooling nobody. My dead mom could have got a hit off of him. <laughs> wow. Anybody? Anybody? No, that was Darkness. But yeah, I mean, I love her. The thing well, that really stood out there. from, and yeah, I would, so, so to answer your question, I think this lineup, they're going to be okay. I think you still have, I mean, when you still have Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Will Smith, and we know James Altman, he's had success early on, scored the team's first run, hit their first home run, and Miguel Vargas, I still feel good about them. The bullpen, though, to me, bullpen pieces, they have to prove themselves each and every year. And until they do, yeah. the jury's always going to be out. And I think Alex Vesia, that's your high leverage guy. And he's had bad slumps in the past, only to be lights out for the rest of the way. He needs to figure things out. Now, Bruce Dark Gratterall, for years now, I've always 
had had been a little little ho hum about him. I haven't been as bullish or brazen on his success. And one of the big reasons why is he's to me is one of those guys. He's if like the NFL Combine, the guy who runs the four two forty, but Combine speed isn't football speed, right? And that's how I look at his fastball. His fastball doesn't play up. And also, you look at yesterday. He didn't throw one slider. He needs He's that pitch. But he threw it 19% of the time last year. I mean, he needs it to keep guys off balance. Otherwise, you're going to put the ball in play. And what I've, I've been saying, too, is that with the new rules on the restriction of the shift, with the Babbitt numbers that they were on the right side of for so many years, this is a bullpen that's never really been a big miss-bad bullpen. And when you yeah. put the ball in play, every now and then you're going to run to trouble. Last Yesterday, Brewster gives up those four hits. He's always struggled against lefties. Lefties are hitting 294 against him with an 840. OPS that hit from Marte wasn't even the worst pitch but yeah until I see these bullpen pieces really reestablish themselves I, I believe in Evan Phillips I think that Daniel Hudson's going to come back and have success yeah. but I do think that every single year we see Andrew Freeman go out there and get a Chris Martin or also we're going to see one of these swingman types I mean will Ryan Pepe will be that guy will Gavin Stone be that guy but they're definitely gonna have to bolster this bullpen at some point yeah I mean, I got to know what you're going to get out of a Phil Bickford type this year or whatever. There, there's a lot of question marks with, I'd say there's, there's more question marks in the bullpen and there's, there's more concern in the bullpen as we've talked about the last couple of weeks with, with the thinness of the depth. I think, I think the bones are there to have a good roster. Um, it's going to take time. I think the roster is, it, it's more of a time thing. Bullpen for me, um, yeah, 245 ERA. It's only four games, 11 innings pitched out of the bullpen. The scary number for me, only four strikeouts. That's 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 dead last in Major League Baseball. Uh, and it's a reasonable amount of innings. It's still like middle of the pack, slightly above middle of the pack. We're talking like like top 10 in innings. Very small sample size. But four strikeouts, that, that's uh, that's pretty concerning. I mean, they've got their double plays. That's helped, um, particularly Phillips and, and, and Caleb Ferguson. But I don't know. That's a problem. And, you know, I've been, I've been kind of high-key, low-key, high-key, very concerned about Alex Vesia this season. There's just something, I think, that with the pitch clock, uh, you know, the velo hasn't exactly been uh, up in the Vesia range. I don't know. It's just – it's a – it's a back of my soul kind of concerned about that, but no, um, I think you're on the money with that. I think he's a very high variance pitcher. Him and Ferguson. Ferguson was shaky yesterday. He benefited from another four six three double play, but his Mookie? command was <laughs> yeah, great job, Mookie in position. But yeah, I think if you look at Alex Vesia, he's a guy that we've talked about on the show. It was going to be a big adjustment as far as adjusting to the pitch clock, but also too his fastball plays up. And a lot of that has to do with the spin, with the fact that he's working it at the at top of the zone. And he wasn't locating at the top of the zone. Yeah. And when he doesn't do that, he's not missing bats. But I also think, too, Bruzar Gratteral shouldn't be pitching in the ninth inning. I mean, if you looked at yesterday's game, we all picked, I think you and I both said that with Hudson out, who was going to get the most saves? We both said Evan Phillips. Yeah. Yes, Evan Phillips is your highest leverage reliever. He is your fireman. But when you look at how that was, you bring him in in the eighth to face the bottom of the lineup, and then Bruzar Gratteral to close things out to face 
face the top of the lineup. I just didn't like that choice by Dave Roberts there. And I think Bruce Dark Gratterall, until you know that he has an out pitch, a secondary pitch to keep hitters off balance that you can trust in, I just don't want to see him out there in a one-run game in the ninth inning. I think they really set him up for failure. I think he looked very uncomfortable there. He's a really good athlete, too. That's a play that really he should and could have made there at the end. Yeah. It was a great drag bunt there by McCarthy, so tip your cap to him. But, yeah, I think you want guys that can miss bats, and that is what we saw. That's why I was so high on Tommy Canely last year when he came back. Tommy. because <laughs> Tommy. Tommy Tominator. You guys roast me for that nickname. I still don't appreciate yeah, that, guys. It's a terrible nickname. It's, it's really terrible bad. Nickname. You're great at nicknames. That was the worst that was one the you've worst ever one. come up in your <laughs> lifetime. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate um, that. This but, guy. But, yeah, I think, too, I mean, you talk about Alex Vesey, and you look at how thin they are with lefties, too. I mean, who do you really trust out there? I mean, Vesia, I think Vesia is going to probably have some struggles until he truly adjusts to that pitch clock and really gets into rhythm. And But I do <coughs> think he's going to string off a long stretch where he's dominant. Ferguson is a guy, stuff-wise, I think, when he's landing pitches and he's got the feel for the breaking stuff and he's also touching the top of the zone, he can be dependable. But yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge for Dave Roberts to push the right buttons when he doesn't have that guy that he can say, oh, this is going to be my guy <laughs> for the ninth. But Bruce Dar yesterday had me wondering where was Craig Kimbrell? I mean, <laughs> bruh, another note, you, you mentioned Dave Roberts. We're talking about a guy that usually does not make great, consistently quality bullpen decisions on his own. Now, if he has guys that aren't going to get the job done more often than not, or, you know, you don't really know anybody's role, it just leads to more potential for concerns. So, hey, guys, you might be getting closer to us just eventually crapping on Dave Roberts for a while. Well, we're always happy to... to to speak down or speak ill of Dave when there's actually something to talk about. But Dave has never, he hasn't done anything exceptionally wrong in his job in quite some time. Yeah, I think he benefits from a push button bullpen. It wasn't, it was not his fault in the playoffs last year. May, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, maybe look, that, ultimately yesterday's maybe loss. That, maybe that pitching decision in the, uh, with, um, huh? I think, uh, well, I think I think well, I think Tyler Anderson could have stayed in the game longer. I think too. I was thinking you go to more Tommy of, Kaley of, uh, on the second night back to back. Who the hell gave up the hit to Cronenworth? Was it Yancey Almonte came in? Oh uh, yeah, that's right, Yancey. No, in that situation, Yancey, I don't know why. But you forgot about the existence of Yancey. Yeah, like Yancey in that situation, he barely pitched since coming back from the injury. I'm like, eh, maybe not there. Yeah, no, Yancey is a guy that misses bats, and yes, he's a guy that he also can get guys to the chase. Season. Yeah, no, he does. He has been injury-prone for, for sure. So, yeah, that's the thing. They're guys that either they're reclamation projects that they've figured out, that they've really hit big on, or there's a young up-and-coming guys that have emerged, but there's no those, you don't have those true stalwarts. You don't have prime Ken Lee Jansen. You don't have guys that you can truly trust in those spots. So, yeah, Eric, it's going to be a challenge. Eric Gagne was there on opening day. What's he doing Give these him days? a ball, yeah, exactly. Like, he can still hump it up there at, like, 84 and he's got the change you don't you don't forget that vulcan change i mean unless you do by the way we missed i think we missed um uh, a super chat from did you get diane no I, I was just waiting for the right time oh thank you i didn't want to interrupt the show the flow well diane appreciates that i'm assuming but we got yeah, buddy. <laughs> no, wait, no, instead I'm going to do the... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Dodgers Nation Hall of Famer Diane Schroeder for $10 said, I'm still waiting for that DN meetup. Oh. Should we do like a meetup at a ball game? I guess we got to talk to Gary about this. Talk. Ball game. Take me out to the... What, you know what? We'll... we'll 
circle something in August, post trade deadline, post All Star game. Let's try to get something at Dodger Stadium with some folks. Do it right. I say we do it. Do I it live. Do it. Bring that Yolo box. Yeah. Yes, sir. Live stream from Dodger Stadium. It's going to stream, stream the game. <laughs> Just yeah, just kidding. <laughs> YouTube, please. Hey, we're just hey, kidding. Rob, Rob, we're, we're just kidding. We're Rob not Freeman. doing anything. But appreciate please. the super chats today, guys. That that's uh, that makes us feel all tingly on the inside. So I don't know if we got to um, uh, a solution or a resolution here. What is your bigger concern? Is it offense or bullpen? I think it is bullpen. I mean, like we mentioned, that's long term. I think in the in even even in the I mean even right now I would say the bullpen because guys are still trying to figure out where they fit in and if they still are able to contribute. And like yeah, like we said, Alex Vesia when he gave that hit to Cronenworth in the NLDS was that did that do something to his confidence? I mean, yeah. I think he was riding high until that moment and i think that you're going to see them do fine because they're going to put them in positions to have success as far as playing the matchups and also you got to put things into perspective and realize that it was just a one run game so for the most part evan phillips did his job caleb ferguson did his job and if you're going to continue to get depth from the starting <laughs> pitching you're going to be able to have success but yeah i mean until <coughs> daniel hudson comes back and you start to have guys that are familiar with those roles and evan phillips is proving that he is not just a one-year wonder or something like that because we know he was solid in 2021 yeah. but last year he broke out and emerged as one of the best relievers in the game if he's still that guy i'll still feel a lot better about it but not a lot of veterans i mean vesia has some experience yancy has some experience ferguson has some experience but they're not tried and true veterans that yeah. have done it for three or four years so they still have a lot to prove them bruzar gratterall to me he's like the ultimate project at this point i think they still need it's every year it's when will bruzar gratterall figure out that secondary yeah, pitch he's, he's real like uh, it's real off and on whether or not you feel you can put him in high leverage, and that's that's kind of a concern, you know. So, yeah, that's definitely. Some, I mean, I'm I'm interested in having this conversation again in exactly one month and seeing how we feel about these two things. So, we'll move on from that. Let's get in a few comments, and then we'll get into the last little section of the show where we look ahead to what's going on this uh, this week for your Dodgers, and then we'll get the the hell out of here, Gabriel or Gabrielle or however you pronounce your name, Mister. Uh, Mr. or Mrs. Villarreal says, let the kids play. We need energy and urgency to laid back. Uh, again, I, I still feel this is a team trying to kind of find its identity right now and try to learn to play together. I mean, we still, I'm not, we're, we're reusing old old choo-choo trains from from yeah. uh, David Peralta. They don't know what they're doing yet. You know, I want, I want one of these. Give me something, give something, give me something meaty. Yeah. That's what I want. Dab Seth Gribble says, uh, Doug, do a post-game show after a win for once. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think someone Bruh. commented that on one of the post game shows. He was like, "Do you only do? Do you only do post game shows after losses?" First of all, my favorite thing is doing it after a win, but losses no, are kind of fun too because yeah. you can really dive the into best ones what happened right wrong after a Craig Kimbrell uh, blown That's save. That's always good. I yeah. those are the highest rated yeah. ones. But what are the days we're trying? You're, you're hoping to try to do post games this year, just so people know. I mean, really, I mean, I did one. Uh, the only reason I didn't do one on opening day because I was at the game covering the game there. Coward. I could have brought the YOLO box and done it from there, but that was my mistake. But, yeah, and then <laughs> Sunday and then Saturday. I'm still really trying to figure out, like, the perfect schedule, to be honest with you. But at least three times a week. I mean, I think three, four times a week, I'm really trying to hit as much as I possibly can. With the games going as fast as they are, I do think it's really easier to just plug right in and get it going because I know we would be, you guys know down below the dying shooters of the world. We'd be burning the midnight oil until the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you're going to see more post game shows and hopefully you'll see the first 
W postgame show Tuesday tomorrow. So we'll be back at it tomorrow and hopefully they get that dough. I'm going to call it right now. We're going to do a postgame show after the Dodgers win on Tuesday, after they beat the Rockies. Do the Dodgers win on Wednesday? Yes. <laughs> We're all winners because it's a day off. Yeah. Uh, Roach <laughs> says, first, an hour into the show. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> BC uh, responded to Seth uh, Gribble saying, yeah, it's like Doug is, uh, Doug is trying to jinx the team. What's going on with that? Why are you, why are you being like that? With no your jinx. with your with your uh, lost post game shows. Dodgers Chloe says Dodgers Nation with the best Dodgers content ever. Thank you, Chloe. Very Thanks, much appreciate Chloe. that. Roach says, uh, Clint, I saw you in my dreams last night. I believe they call that a nightmare. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Craig Osterberg says Muncie Muncie has lost his touch. I'm still gonna give him some time. I feel I feel like he's gonna get uh, somewhere useful. And and uh, we're all going to be happy, happy people. I know I'm way behind in the comments because I scrolled way back to find that one. Um, Roach says we don't have that prime Brandon League. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? I got something. Oh, uh, Diane likes the plan of a of an August meetup. Jenny's in the stream. Says hi, DMac. Hi, Clint. Hi, Jenny. Good up, to Jenny? see you. Good to see your name in here. Um, what else? What else? What else? Let's see. Probably, probably uh, should just move on to the next segment then because there's a lot of things and it just leads down a rabbit hole of another 25 minutes. So sorry, we will be better at the comments. I keep saying that, but then Doug and I just you know we start talking. It's not a blue heaven show if you guys don't say it. It's fair. It's fair. All right, guys. Uh, Dodgers week ahead. This is brought to you by. GearUp.LA, that is a uh, merch store that benefits us, benefits our team a whole lot. So uh, GearUp.LA is kind enough to sponsor our outro segment this week where we're looking at the Dodgers week ahead. So go to GearUp.LA. We are going to have a promo code coming real soon, but if you do sign up for the newsletter over there, you get an automatic 10% off your order. And I hear that's as good as free money. So there's merch, there's things, there's, uh, I think we're going to have some posters going up in there, trying to get some new stuff. So if you guys have things in there or you have designers you want to give us for free, you know, whatever, cool. you can get your stuff. I don't care. I don't care about my friends and family. <laughs> Doug McCain shirts will be up Blue there. Heaven, uh, Taking shirt. out of context. This was a prototype mug, but eventually I'll put one of those uh, in that store. I'll try to get that in there. But hey, you got two games with the Rockies and another four ungodly games with the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Uh, rotation will be the same. We're seeing Michael Grove for the first time in about an hour, a little less than an hour. Um, what are your predictions? What do you think the Dodgers do in these six games? How do they come out of it? Six games. Let's go. I want predictions from everybody in here. You by want the way. I think I'll go four and two. I think four and two is a solid number. I four think to two. Michael Grove, they win tonight. That'll really springboard them. And then, of course, you get back to the top of the rotation with Julio Urias. I don't like this scheduling. I don't like a front loaded Diamondback schedule. I think the excitement of a baseball season, you had the Diamondbacks eight <laughs> and, times and, and Rockies. And the Rockies. I mean, it feels very spring training ish to me. But yeah, I'm going four and two. What do you say? I got three and three. I think this is going to be a, a real like five hundred, a real like five hundred mid team for a little while, which is great because give us a lot of things to complain about, a lot of content. Hey, Dodgers Nation Roundtable is going to be fire this year because we're going to be talking about firing Dave Roberts. No, I don't want that. Dave is a very very nice boy. Um, by the way, we we have a shout out in here. Dodgers Chloe, she's got one of the Gear Up LA shirts. Uh, I like that the name. game over Chloe. retro Mookie shirt. I very I I, I personally requested that style design and it came out uh, very very nice. So if you guys want that shirt, it's pretty fire. 
Uh, check it out, gearup.la. Um, yeah, I got three and three. What do you guys? Uh, Oliver says they're going to go zero and six. Whoa, that oh, is. just like the amount of showers you took last week. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, so, hey, somebody showered once. Hey. Uh, seven days in a week. Learn to count, Dick. Just got to shower hey. once a month, and you're good. <laughs> What's uh? What what, what 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 do you think the record? So we got a. Uh, that's a one and five. Five okay. and one from yeah. Noah Cameron. Why don't you do it for my eyeballs? All right, five and one from uh, that that fool Noah. What Noah's do you, what by do you Noel. Got? What? Okay, white pill, six and oh. Six and oh. Pill. I was gonna say, shout out to DeBrickshaw Ferguson. I'm saying six and oh as well. Oh wow. 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 Six and oh. Don't well, take them to Vegas. Some of us uh, are very positive. I've seen some I of us are six and oh. That Dimebacks team, they're pesky, man. That Dimebacks they team is much way. improved offensively. Their pitching staff. I, mean, I was so impressed with Corbin Carroll. That guy was lights out. We're so gonna go fast. four and oh in Arizona and jump in that pool, baby. Get jump in that pool. Saw the pool when I was out there for the WBC game. It's a very nice pool. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice pool. One guy Bring back wore some wore uh, uh, one of those. Uh, what do they call them? Shirts. Shirts. <laughs> I pee in pools, and I was like, Clay was shirtless in Arizona. <laughs> that is the shirt you wear to a public pool. I pee in pools. Is that the same stadium where the guy did the shoey? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do, no, 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 no. I was gonna say though, the new celebration. Maybe they should do a shoey with water. Oh, this, that'd be kind of cool. Dude, that'd be kind of him in any way. No, not him. I'm no, saying the, the Dodgers. Throws, that'd be kind of funny. Uh, where, oh, He's no, wearing it right now. The it? bottom of my foot has been peeling for like a month since that, so I don't know what the deal is with that. Hey, uh, D-Mac, do the shoe right now. No, no, it's no, Coke no. Zero, so what would be the same? Uh, okay. oh, well, you didn't did have to you, tell people it was Coke Zero. You did water last time, didn't you? No, you did a beer. That was straight vodka, That was against your religion. That was tequila and vodka Hey, shout out. I love when I when I point at, at Cody my hands right here in, in Doug's face. Uh, DKM says four and two. Michael Carrillo says two and four. Diane is a four and two record for your Dodgers. Um, Nando three ninety says my life. My wife loves the D Mac, which uh, well you know what they say. And the D Mac loves your wife. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that's it. Uh, hey, Max, I guess we'll get you out on this one. Uh, Doom South is 5-1. and one, so Are you a diehard Dodgers oh, fan? Oh, I remember my first time pushing a button. Hopefully uh, you guys picked a, uh, picked a winner. We'll never know. We're not going to remember any of these numbers because we're really bad at that. But we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Can I give someone? I, I forgot who the name is. I got to look it up. But someone in the chat last week they predicted James Altman not only to hit the first home run of the season, but they had it. Here, I have it right here, actually. It was... It was Cesar Renteria on YouTube Cesar. pick Altman in the sixth. Let's go. Cesar. So good for you. I, I, wait, was Cesar. that mine and Noah's pregame show? Yeah, your pregame show. You you, you watched watch that? that? Of course. I watch everything. Oh, I mean, Doug. I matched that last I wasn't button. even there. Yeah, I like hey, it. You, but Gene loved his impression of me. That mine is pretty better. Yeah. No, yours is better. I Be but, but, yours had heart. So, so shout out to Cesar Renteria because we both had James Alvin as Cesar our first home run. Cesar. Cesar, 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 Cesar is Terrence. Why are you looking at me? Because I'm a brown dude. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> looking for a life, like Guys, a lifeline. Throw me a life. Thanks for surviving with us somehow, as we do always. We turn this into an hour and fifteen or an hour <laughs> plus, show. but it's a good time, good show. If you guys want to watch a shorter show, hey, go check out the Lakers Two Four Eight YouTube channel. Ooh. These the, those guys did a roundtable, and it was under twenty minutes. Ooh. 
And also stay tuned for an hour and a half with Jose Moda coming up on the, the YouTube channel. So subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a like, leave a comment on everything you can on our YouTube channel because it really, really helps helps out the algorithm and uh, it keeps us alive, it keeps the light on uh, over at Motel 6. We are on the DodgersNation.com where our articles are at and you can read them there as you heard me say earlier in the infomercial. So... You want to keep up with your Dodgers all season long. That is a great spot to do it. We try to get you the best-ish uh, content uh, that we can. We are a podcast. Just go to any podcast platform, preferably your preferred one, and search for Blue Heaven Podcast. We're probably going to pop up in there. I am Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is DMAC underscore LA. We are Dodgers Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to Cody for running the buttons and the ones and threes. Uh, go follow Noah Cameras because it's his greatest uh, life's accomplishment to get some followers that lifestyle and also follow at noise by noel the backup producer um extraordinaire and he's very a uh, handsome devil i hear <laughs> we'll the rizzler bye in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.